Hey Baker, welcome to Business is Sweet. It's easy to fall in love with the sweet art of baking. It's a bit harder to take the right steps to create a successful business around your baking. But the business side of baking is also pretty sweet. I believe that you can be paid well for your creativity, build a successful baking business from home, and enjoy the work you get to do. And in fact, I don't just believe it, I know it because I've done it. I'm your host, Brett, a self-taught home-based baker myself who's built a thriving business making a full-time income as a wedding cake designer, all from home while raising my two little kiddos. And I'm here to show you how to do it too. Welcome to the show. Hey there, my friend. It's Brett. It's so good to be here with you today on Business is Sweet, and I'm so glad that you're here to listen in. I hope that whatever you're doing this week in the kitchen, I hope that you're truly enjoying it. We talk so much about how you're trying to make the money, make the money, hit your goals, hit your income, but the reason why you want to get there is because you hope you're going to feel a certain way. You hope you're going to feel like validation and and enjoyment and fulfillment and love and truly you can feel all of that right now today independent of where you are in your business by just being present again in the creative process we hustle and run and push ourselves so far that sometimes we kind of start to miss that and you can tune back in to the very reason why you started baking in the first place. So whatever you're doing in the kitchen this week, I hope you take a moment to just enjoy how the batter comes together and how it feels to roll out cookie dough or how it feels to make smooth buttercream on the sides of your cakes. It's such a fun, good process. And I had a really good time myself this week creating a beautiful wedding cake for a styled shoot. I haven't done a styled photo shoot in a long time because it just, it wasn't where my priorities were for a bit. And I was, you know, rejecting a lot of opportunities that were coming because I was having plenty of business on my own. And so I haven't done one in a really long time. And somebody approached me who I've worked with in the past and they were putting together a beautiful style shoot. She sent me the inspo board and normally I really, I would have been like, hey, sorry, I can't participate at this time in, in free collaborations. Here are my rates if you still want to to pay and I'll be a part of this and I'll make a cake for it. But I was so inspired by the board that she sent and the venue that it was at and I was like, you know what, it's been so long since I've just been able to play in the kitchen and enjoy that creative process. And so I decided to make some space for it because it's something I wanted to do anyways. So I said yes. And I got a chance yesterday to do this beautiful four-tier cake where I had complete creative freedom working right in my element of painted floral designs. And it was this beautiful purple lilac kind of blue color palette and... The cake that was born from it was just beautiful. It has my heart. It just was making me soon. I kept checking on it in the fridge just to see it again. <laughs> Do you ever have that when you get up first thing in the morning and you look at your cakes just to make sure they're still there and safe and still looking as good? But I was, I had a lot of fun being able to be in that process and being able to deliver it to this shoot and just be a part of that and just kind of thrive in it for a bit. And it was just funny to me how it's all about a mind, 
a mindset shift, uh, a shift in the way you think about it. And that's where the good feelings come from. Lots of people are scared to go into business as bakers because they get worried that they're going to hate it. Once it's a business, once it's like there's money involved and there's goals involved, then it gets scary and it doesn't have to be that way. You can let go of the perfectionism and it ties perfectly into today's topic, which is all about talent and how it's not about talent to succeed. But before we dive into that, I want to tell you of a few things that I've been working on like a crazy woman trying to bust them out. I'm just in like this fun creative state right now where I'm like bursting because I'm I'm making these books and these courses and I've got to tell you about them because they're going to be absolutely incredible. The first one is called the Business School for Bakers. I've talked about it a little bit. You may have heard me talk about it on Instagram. It is finally almost ready to come out in the next week or two in April. I'm going to be opening up the doors to the business school. It is a phenomenal library program of every course on everything from pricing to entrepreneurship to home bakery production to marketing to Instagram and website building. All of it is jam-packed. I designed this program to be like a consistent resource where you turn to learn and grow your business that once you're in you have access to everything that you need in order to fine-tune your business for success and to get a lot of the learning by trial and error out of the way it's like you get to time travel I get to transport you like a few years in the future instead of trying to figure it all out for yourself over the next three years You get access to all of that information right now to guides and templates and books and videos that help you understand your target market, that help you understand your finances and how to manage them, and that help you understand how to organize a production schedule and and keep things running smoothly as you grow and scale up your business. It's going to be just incredible. So stay tuned for more information on that. Definitely be following along on the Out of Home Baker. That's where most of the updates will be coming from. We're going to have a little like launch party when the doors open and it's just going to be a lot of fun. So the business school for bakers is coming. And then the second thing that I've been working on like crazy that will come out just a few weeks after the business school, but will also be a part of the business school is a book called Keep the Orders Coming, and it's a powerful guide to marketing your home baking business. Now, marketing has definitely come up as one of the top topics that bakers struggle with. Like, how do I get orders? How do I keep the orders coming? This book, it's it's like a whole little novel that walks you through it, gives you a clear view of what you're trying to do as you market, what are the channels and the options, how do you create a brand that's intentional, that's powerful, that has an impact with your customers, and how do you get on their level and make your business matter to them so that you can keep your books full. This book is all about that, and it'll be in the business school, so if you register for the business school when it comes out, you'll get access to that. And if you just want the book, it'll come out just a few weeks after. So it's called Keep the Orders Coming. And I'm so excited to put this out there in the world. I know so many of you need it so bad. And I'm just, I'm just giddy to, to finally be able to provide such a solid, beautiful, 
clear guide on how to market your business. So those two awesome things are coming up. Stay tuned on the Out of Home Baker on my Instagram page if you want updates on it. Now let's dive into today's topic. So people will often tell me how talented I am. And this phrase has kind of become a little bit cringy to me. Like I I literally kind of cringe inside when I hear it. And the reason for this is because I feel like when people say that, there's this funny implication. There's like two implications. One, it's like they're telling you that you just walked right up to it and picked it up and were so good at it from day one, which is not true. It's not the story at all. And then there's this other implication there when people tell you, oh, you're so talented. There's almost this like subtle, and I'm not, and I could never do that. And I want to take you back a few years to actually a few, a lot years <laughs> to the first cake I actually ever did, which was when I was 18 in high school. And a friend of mine was in this little school competition to um it was like a almost like a sweethearts but it was for the boys (laughs) where they like do funny little competitions all throughout the week there was like a leg funny like fashion show and just funny dances and they competed in all these different little things and one of their tasks that they had to do was cake decorating and they were allowed to have a partner to help them At this point, I had done like cupcakes and I really liked baking. And so I was kind of known as the friend who would bring stuff to the party or to lunch on a random day and share my my baked goods, which were, you know, just simple box cupcakes, like nothing changed, nothing fancy. Um, And I would bring them. And and so people just knew that I liked to bake. And so this friend reached out and asked if I would help him with this competition and if I would, you know, help design the cake and, and be there that day to make the cake and and he was going to pay for all the supplies. And I was like, cool, my first chance ever to actually make a real cake, to, to make something beautiful. And the theme that he was kind of doing his whole competition around was tangled. And so we decided to make a tangled cake and, a tangled cake and I drew up the most beautiful plans for this beautiful dark blue kind of marbled cake that would have a castle on top and then we were gonna like make some little lanterns that we were somehow gonna have them floating around and make Flynn and Rapunzel in their little boat and put it on the cake and we drew sketches of it and it was just oh it was beautiful and so we go to the store and we buy all our supplies and it's like the night before we're supposed to do this cake And we haven't made anything for it yet because we had kind of just thought we were going to show up the next day at school and put it all together and like bake and make buttercream and fondant and decorate and do the whole shebang in like two hours, right? (laughs) Which was, oh my gosh, so short-sighted on our part. But then he called me like in the middle of the night and was like, oh my gosh, everybody actually is baking ahead of time and we're just supposed to decorate there I'm supposed to bring a cake already made and so I went like at like four in the morning and we baked these cake layers (laughs) and we went to the competition and decorated there and needless to say 
our final product fell quite short of our grand vision that we had and it it, I wish I could like communicate through audio what this cake looked like but the (laughs) the castle like you couldn't tell it was a castle we had used like little Debbie snack cakes to try (laughs) and build this castle and I tried to sculpt a little Rapunzel and Flynn they kind of looked like Lego people sitting in this boat and our lanterns we'd taken mini marshmallows and like dipped them in chocolate and put them on toothpicks and so (laughs) that was our cake and it was really funny because everybody around us had pulled off some really amazing stuff and we felt pretty sheepish and I especially felt sheepish and like almost ashamed because people kind of knew me as like oh I was the baker and I was supposed to win and I had you know drawn all these designs and um it was this funny moment of like oh that was you know the first time I've ever made a cake and and it was really awesome that we were able to put ourselves out there like that and I I shouldn't have felt any shame because what we what we accomplished was you know, more than I ever had done before, but it didn't look like how I'd wanted it to. And I just, I had expected to be able to skip that beginner phase, to skip the learning curve. I had expected to just walk right up to it and be a total pro. <laughs> and it's, it's not how it works. And it's so funny because that's kind of how people treat baking and cake decorating. They will try it once, maybe even twice, maybe even a third time. And if they're not like solid pro, like cranking out gorgeous bakery style, elegant gourmet cakes or whatever goodies they're making, if they can't do it by the third try, they're like, oh, I just can't do that. Yeah, no, I can't bake. I don't have the patience for that. And the reality is I really believe anybody can do it. I believe that anybody can. And it's just a matter of whether or not you want to do it enough that you're willing to invest in that time and that practice. Because that's where the the real talent comes from. It's not talent like we think of talent, like you were just blessed with this ability to naturally do everything so good. Talent is freaking determined hard work where you're you love it so much you enjoy it so much that you're you're doing it you're taking time to practice you're making cakes and cookies for neighbors and friends because you just enjoy doing it and you're putting in those hours I often tell people that the biggest startup cost for going into business as a baker is not a monetary cost like so many other startup businesses would have you know you you look at a tech company that's starting up it's like tens of thousands of dollars that they're going to need for equipment and for their inventory and their supplies and an, an HR team and, and advertising and everything that they're going to need to do. And a baking business, especially from home, you don't have startup costs in a monetary fashion like that. Like maybe a few hundred dollars if you need to get some pans and some some decorating supplies. But honestly, that's pretty pretty minimal and like the return that's going to come once you start your business it's going to pay that off so freaking fast and I it did for me and I watch it do it for so many people once you just get going those minimal monetary inputs that you have to make to start up your business they pay off extremely incredibly fast and so what the real startup cost is to get your business up and going and successful is time And even further than time, it's energy. It's the mental, emotional stress that you're willing to hold 
in order to work through that sticky uphill phase of the learning curve where you don't know how to do everything and your mem- your recipes aren't memorized and it takes you a long time to make sure you're doing it right and is this batter going to make two pans or three pans and oh my gosh like this didn't work how do I fix it and all of that that you're experiencing in the beginning is totally normal and totally okay and it doesn't mean that you failed it doesn't mean that you don't have the talent for it it just means oh cool I'm still just on step one I'm still on phase one and I watch so many people quit before they've even truly got started because we have this funny expectation that we are going to just master it and that that if business doesn't take off in even the first year that oh we we failed and I think the key I know that the key instead of looking at it like that with that super high expectation of and perfectionism and the straight A student kind of mentality is to just let it be a little messy because that's how you learn and that's how you that's how you actually get the information and the the knowledge and the skills to move forward and it's so funny because we often don't want to get started we don't even want to start taking orders until we've made it to a certain level but guess what how are you going to get to that level unless you're making stuff so just start taking on things. They can be small things. You don't have to charge very much. You don't have to like, you can always set your boundaries of like what you're willing to do at this point, but just start doing stuff. And that's how you're going to actually improve. It's not about waiting until you're ready to get going. It's getting going to make yourself ready. That's how this works. And so I just see that what we need to do as bakers is just let go of that fear that fear of perfectionism and and just get started just get making stuff and enjoy that process and it took me years and years because I wasn't it wasn't focused on it. Like I wasn't ready to step fully in that, which is okay too. Our lives come in seasons and there's, there's times where we're ready to throw all our creativity in. And then there's times where we're focused on other things. And that's one of the beautiful things too, that I love about a baking business is that I can have that kind of control and that I can, you know, put it on pause when I want to. And I think back to my first wedding cake I did. So I had that that very first cake with my friend for high school and it was a flop. <laughs> and then I did a few cakes here and there after that. But my first wedding cake, my cousin, she came and was like, let's make my wedding cake. I really want to make it. And I don't know how to do that, but you've got some knowledge about that. So let's work on it together. And I was all in. I was like, yes, all there for it. And, um, when we went over designs it took us weeks to design that cake and we poured over like different kind of piping work and different colors and we got together and we made buttercream we were trying to make this strawberry buttercream as a filling and I can't tell you how many batches of that buttercream we made before we got it right (laughs) 
because we wanted this really nice potent strawberry buttercream. We wanted it to taste very fruit, very tart, very strawberry-like, and it was just kind of this dull sugary strawberry taste that we weren't liking, and we just kept dumping in strawberries, which made too much liquid in the buttercream and turned it to soup, (laughs) and I would go back to work, which I worked at this kind of high production commercial bakery making cookie dough and brownies by like the hundreds of dozens and so it wasn't like anything super fancy I was just mixing dough but right next to me the pastry chefs were always working there and I was good friends with them so I go to work the next day I'm like okay what are we doing wrong we're dumping so much strawberry into (laughs) into this buttercream and it doesn't taste right and she told me two things she's like oh you need to add vanilla you need some more vanilla and then a little pinch of salt. And those those two are like flavoring agents. They'll help interact and bring out the flavors of your strawberry. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I want strawberry. I don't want vanilla. But we gave it a go. We went home and we added a little more vanilla. And lo and behold, it, it did the trick. It really did up that strawberry flavor. So that was like a great learning moment. And there, there we were also testing out colors. Her colors were kind of some interesting colors. It was like this royal blue bright bright orange and then like a royal purple not your common wedding colors but we were trying to pipe some flowers in those colors and if you follow along with me at all on instagram if you've ever seen examples of my work you'll know that that is my signature style i love working with flowers i love doing the palette knife painting with flowers and i love piping flowers And I've gotten to where I'm really, really good at it and known for it. And that's what I like to teach and everything. But I just want to transport you back to this moment where we are sitting at my my little kitchen table in my little kitchen from the 50s. (laughs) I don't even have a dishwasher. And we're sitting there with this buttercream trying to color it, A, and trying to practice piping with it. And just pulling out our hair so frustrated because our roses just keep turning into blobs and they're just just so blobby and they don't look like roses and it looks like the buttercream is just like melting and I don't know what's going on and I'm supposed to be the expert and she's looking at me like okay like uh, this isn't working what are we gonna do and I'm like I don't know (laughs) I don't know what's going on and we try and try and try and 15 minutes into trying to pipe these flowers I look at my piping bag and I look at the tip And all of a sudden it hits me that I've been piping upside down. Like if you've ever piped a rose before and it's got that raindrop shape where it's kind of like a skinny end and a fat end, you're supposed to have the skinny end up because that's how the flower kind of blossoms and the petals kind of just fan out. Well, we were piping with it upside down. So that fat side was the top of the petal just like blub, 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 like (laughs) turning into this mess 15 minutes of doing it upside down and we didn't even realize it and it's just so funny to to look back and see how I had no idea what I was doing I had no skill I didn't know any recipes I didn't know how to tweak flavors and I didn't know what tasted good together and I had no signature style I I didn't know how to make smooth sides on a cake but I learned because I just started doing it. I just got going because I wanted to do it. And that was truly the key. That that just desire to be in a creative state and to make something for people. That is the perfect 
perfect element, the perfect combination in order to truly become talented. I really don't think that anyone starts talented. Talent is something that we grow into. It's something that we work hard for. And so the next time that you're tempted to look at somebody else and say like, well, they're just so talented and you're tempted to kind of undermine your own abilities and I want you to just stop and remember and look at them and just imagine where they were on day one and how how much they did to get there and know that you're you're right where you need to be in your journey and whether you consider yourself talented or not it doesn't really matter what matters is just the practice and the time that you're putting in so just don't assume if you walk right up to something and you don't master it the first time it's not because of talent it's because oh it's the first time you're doing it just like playing the piano like we would never assume somebody to walk up to the piano for the first time and play a concerto and and if they can't be like oh I just am not talented at the piano no they're gonna be practicing right so okay how do you put in the practice then number one just start taking orders I already said that just start taking orders as they come as as people get to know that you're baking like just start saying yes to things say like hey if you'll just cover the cost of ingredients I will make this cake and then start charging a little bit more and a little bit more like the better you get the more comfortable you get then you can start raising your prices but it's really cool those first orders it's like people are paying you to practice shift your mind about that like let the stress go and just realize yeah you're getting paid to practice you're getting paid to put in that startup cost of time of energy of the input on your side to be able to get the outcome that you want which is growth and success and the skills just start taking orders the second thing you can do is make time to practice in ways that maybe don't involve all the normal ingredients one thing that I like to do is I leave buttercream on the counter all the time if I have any extra from an order or just, yeah extra from playing around in the kitchen I, I just leave it on the counter and I will practice palette knifing on a cutting board I will practice just piping and I just kind of play around in it and it really has made a difference I think back to my first year in business when I officially finally started to and during that first year videos on Instagram had become a huge thing and here was me who had zero knowledge of how to film anything <laughs> and let alone like feel comfortable being on camera but of course I was like oh, I, I want to start doing this and I kind of fell for the trap of like, oh, everybody's making videos. I better make videos because that's not what we're doing on Instagram. You're trying to connect with customers, not just make content, 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 because you got to be on that trend and you got to follow what everyone else is doing. Like keep a level head, keep a level head about why you're on Instagram. But there I was my first year. And that's kind of what I was stuck in. Like, oh, everyone's making videos. I got to make videos. And so I start filming myself. And I actually credit that to a lot of the improvement I made and to a lot of the skills that I was able to to increase in my cake decorating because now I was watching myself do it. And I would watch these playbacks and go, oh my gosh, I'm holding my scraper totally sideways. No wonder my cakes aren't straight up and down. 
And it helped me think about the production process and get things set up ahead of time and do things quicker because I was filming and didn't want to use all my video and was trying to be more efficient with it. And literally just that process of practicing while I was videoing and watching the feedback helped me grow so much. So that was a huge part of my journey too. Find a way to put in the time. Find a way to make that time, carve it out to practice just like you would any other craft. Take the time and invest it. Invest it in yourself, in your business, in your craft, and that is how you will grow. 